Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Cats, Gats, and Kersplats episode podcast. Close enough. I am your host, Brandon Nichols, joined with me, as always, Sam Spangler. How Hello. you doing? Um, <laughs> see, we, we really so should. So close. I, I have so many people or podcasts I listen to where they take little bits and play yeah. the weird parts at the beginning. So then you're like, what? And then it jumps into the episode. Yeah. That should have been one of them. Uh, um, okay. How are you doing, Sam? Doing pretty good. It's been okay. a busy past couple weeks. So Yeah, it's been a busy week, but that's just my end. So Yeah, in a good way, though. You know, learning my new role, learning my new job, which is um, exciting, uh, but very stressful. I'm on my own now. And your hours have changed. My hours have changed, so I'm working longer days, um, which is a good thing because it gives me more time to get go and see people throughout the day and take care of them. Uh, but in addition to that, it's, you know, just stretching out the time that I'm there. And I told everybody, lots of people have asked me, how are you doing? How do you feel about this? And I said, you know, I hate it because I suck at it because I'm bad at it. And that's not something I enjoy, but I love it because it's challenging me. And you're learning. And I'm learning. Absolutely. Yeah. Every day I'm learning something. And especially when I have a good collaborator with me. They teach me something new every day as I'm sitting there talking with them and discussing different individuals. Um, it really helps me, but I feel like I'm getting kicked in the head every time because right. I'm just like, I should have known this. It's, I should have realized It's the this. same thing I'm, I always preach to both of my children. You're never really failing if you're learning yeah, something. absolutely. It's, well, and I preach the exact same things to my kids. They cover their ears because I have a phrase that I say to them over and over about the master has failed more times than the beginner has tried, and they hate it. It's a and, very true statement. But it's a though. true statement. And it's just one of those reminders that, you know what? I got to keep this. I've got to be practice what I preach. I've got to show them that I'm willing to keep achieving. Is, it, is that a Star Wars line? Because it sounds like something. Uh, did a rookie thing and left the volume on Boo. my phone. Oh, so did I. <laughs> See, look, look at that. Now I'm good. You just learned from the That's master right. making a mistake. Exactly. Or whatever. Still learning. Um, anything interesting over the weekend? No, we just kind of enjoyed the beautiful weather. That we had here. Yeah. Oh my god. It was so nice. And then Monday was forty three degrees. Yeah. I mean typical, you know, but no, it was Missouri. Mid sixties, upper or yeah. like close to seventy. Oh, it was so nice. We were able to get downtown, uh, Union Station, Science City, you know, kind of get around, get outdoors, have the kids out hanging out with us, which is always a good time. So we like that a lot. And then Sunday was just kind of a, a nice relaxing day yeah at home. we did a lot of errands and crowd on saturday and sunday and yeah but at the same time i think we we also detoxed from a long week of just work and stuff so right. we logan and i went outside and played football several times yeah same here. but it was just like there was there wasn't a whole lot of drive to do anything yeah. at one point i went outside we've so you and i've talked about this my wife and i've talked about moving our bedroom into the garage and redoing it so i was going through some old pictures and some old stuff and like basically going okay this is what we're gonna have to do to at least clean out the garage completely and talking about how we might move the boys around and stuff so the that lasted for like 45 minutes and then i lost all drive to do it and i was like yeah let's do the other errands we have to do <laughs> well and something i was reminded of once is that as hard as we work times at times we need that amount of time to like recover as well from, right. from, or with our brains and our bodies and just to relax to not have to focus on something and just to enjoy the life around us and it's a good reminder and 
It's been appreciated. And my, you know, week is in all honesty at this point can only get better because as the days go on, I get closer and closer to a free bowl of pho. Uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. You know what? I think I'm just going to call um, it pho from now on. Sony, Sony has four days to show me something. Just, just show me something. Yeah, that's. I that's and like I said, I've I've already said I don't even I don't even care because I just go have a bowl of fun right. because I love it. It's a it. win-win it's, it's, situation. It's, it, it's a really win-win, and it's not like I'm going to be out with twenty bucks. It's not that expensive. Yeah. So it's like, but it's more of a. Can you just show me something? Please, just anything. Yeah. To be fair, we are in the grace period, so something yes. is announced. So I have till we so we discussed midnight Saturday night. Yeah. Midnight Saturday. I think you are. Oh yeah, out of luck, I'm my fine. Friend. I'm fine. But like, but yeah, if they if Sunday morning, hey, they dropped all this. I'm <laughs> I, like, I, hate all I hate all of you. I hate all of you. Everybody involved. Yeah. Um, like that should be like double for me. Three <laughs> Have you watched or read or done anything over the weekend or since um, we talked? So I watched. I've been. I started Transparent on Amazon Prime, um, which is an show with Jeffrey Tambor, which he was in Arrested oh, Development. Oh, I, I like him. Yeah, yeah, and I really like him as an actor. Um, and it's just an interesting show about he has, he's an older guy. He has grown up kids. Um, he is, has decided that he feels more comfortable in a women's, woman's body and dressing as a woman. And I don't think he's um, transitioning over, at least the first season he was not. Um, but it was him coming out to his family friends and those around them and then the three there's three children of his each one is dealing with something difficult right and so, so is this a drama yeah i would call it a it's drama. it's interesting because he's always always in comedies yeah. but every once in a while he does a serious thing and right. everything like that. and he's they're all fantastic the acting as i was telling you earlier is just it's an amazing job with all these three i mean all these characters working together everybody that's been in the show has been phenomenal for what role they're playing and his character, or all the characters that are playing it, have a flaw to them, but they're likable in a way, and you can right. almost kind of relate to what they're going through and the struggles they're dealing with. But very enjoyed that. Um, started um, season two of Altered Carbon, um, which I'm ho hum on so so far. I just don't know if I understand it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I watched the first season, I enjoyed it, and I, but I know it's based on books, and I just don't understand if I know if I understand the importance of what's happening right now in the scenes that I'm seeing. Right. Well, that's, and I talked to you about this a little bit. Westworld is kind of the same way. I'm like, yeah. I just don't know if I, like, I, I, you can get the crux of what's happening. But for me with Westworld, it's like, but do I care enough to want to like, you know, is it a little too weird? Which is not a thing for me. It's never a little too weird. Right. It's more of, is the weirdness justify? Yeah the entertainment value of it. Understood. I will say the first season, the fact that Anthony Hopkins is in it would probably drag me through enough. I love Anthony Hopkins as an actor. Right. And in, in, in the first season of Westworld, I think he just does a really good job of bringing whatever character he plays right. to life pretty well. Um, you like Black Mirror? Yeah. See, I, that's another one we watched. We've watched several episodes, but it's one of those I can't, I don't, I can't, it's like, there's some so weird that I am like, that, that stretches my weirdness level. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do this. I understand this that. Is, a lot of people. And it makes you, unco makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm like, I don't like that feeling of uncomfortableness. <laughs> I have recommended that show to an, a number of people with a disclaimer <laughs> because I, I will say this is not a feel good show. No. This does, this is going to leave you 
feeling de- more depressed and more concerned about the world around you. Right. Um, but that's why I enjoy it. I, I do love um, fun, comedy, popcorn-y shows occasionally, and there's usually one that fills that niche, which is right now is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, phenomenal show. I Good love show. that show. Um, Terry Crews. Love Terry Crews. Yeah, oh, Terry Crews and Adam Sandler. I mean, the captain. Gosh, I mean, just everybody's great in that right. show. And they play their pieces very well. Um, but I do like very typically dark television, like right. kind of, you know, the dark comedies or dramas um, that dive a little bit deeper. And I know the Black Black Mirror gets into some like eh, sketchy areas at times. Um but I enjoyed what I saw. So we, in two nights, burned through, because they're 30-minute episodes and there's only seven episodes. Um, I'm really not okay with this, or I'm not okay oh, yeah, with yeah. this. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So, which wow. I got, I didn't realize was burned, or burned, was um, based off of a graphic novel. Okay. I didn't know what it was. I'd never heard of it. I um, saw that pop up on Netflix. So, there's a lot of what in the hell is happening, but it was very... It was very interesting enough to where you wanted to keep yeah. following along, especially when they're 30 minutes. It is so much easier to binge a 30 minute show for me than uh, it is an hour. Like agree. I can't, there's so many shows that we just haven't finished watching. We still haven't finished Mandalorian because I'm like, wow. it's an hour episode and there's still three episodes left. Yeah. And my head goes, I don't have time for three hours. You know what I mean? Or like, right. you know, I just, there's just several aspects of that. Like, Witcher's one thing like I burned we did do Witcher because it was I think that was easier for me as a diehard fan of the video game it was much easier to stay into not a big Star Wars guy can't get the drive to finish Mandalorian you know what I mean where are you at on Mandalorian I think we have three episodes left okay I understand it though because there were some I mean slow episodes right that didn't really matter towards the bigger plot right you know? and if I'm not a, a massive fan of the universe I don't I just don't have that yeah. and I'm okay of plotting through you know there's no reason to leave a series no problem with leaving a series and then right. coming back later and be like oh you know you never finished this let's see if it's good and sometimes if it picks up it's right. then you're like oh that was nice. so so there's seven episodes of I'm not okay with this yeah which is almost the exact equivalent of three episodes of the Mandalorian. So it was a little, I would watch that easier to, you know, um, there is some, and I will say I could, and there were several times I noticed Monica like eyeballing me because I called a lot of the crap happening, Mm -hmm. which, and I've, we've talked about this with knives out. I called that whole movie as I was watching it. Like I knew exactly what was happening and, but it had a hard time keep doing it and it, it being interesting. Yeah. Whereas like I was calling a lot of stuff happening in this show, but I was okay with it because I didn't know, like, how do you get, how do you get to that point? Right. I know this is what's going to happen. How did the hell do you get there? Well, and so, when it's 30 minutes, right? that's not a whole bunch of your time that you're getting right. up to answer a single question. I think that's been a problem with all, some Netflix shows that I haven't started enjoying is then it, they, the episodes are too long. Right. And then they have too many episodes in a season. Right. I agree. And it's just when it becomes that where there's a lot of filler. Right. I kind of start stop caring. And we've talked about this before in the past. The the vampire show you watched. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dracula. Dracula. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Dracula. Uh, we talked about. So like, the BBC one. Yeah. Right. But. Um, oh. Cumberbutt. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. 
Oh yeah, you know. What did you say? Cumberbutt. Oh, Cumberbutt. I thought you said Coverbutt. I was no, like, Coverbutt. Okay. Um, where they do these longer episodes, but there's only four of them, yeah. five of them out of the year. I, for me, for like dramas and suspense type stuff, I almost would rather that, like, split it up, just make less episodes so that you can tell a more coherent mm-hmm. story. Give me an hour and a half episode. Right. Tell a more coherent story spread over, even if it's five or six episodes throughout a whole year. I think I think it's easier to in- intake as a viewer. Did you say that you do an hour and a half episode? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, th- I couldn't tell if you were agreeing with like the longer episode. Yeah, 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 a, a longer episode. Gotcha. Like, I mean, even if it was a two-hour episode, like yeah. it's more like a, sh- a movie. Right. But it's Allow still... it to kind of like right, um, kind of plot, kind of go right. along. Like they've always develop. like every once in a while, there's like, oh, what's the? They've done it a hundred times. Gulliver's Travels, the big guy that gets yeah. strapped down. Yeah, that's. I feel like every ten years they do a. Gulliver's Travel four-part miniseries with a new person playing right. Gulliver, and you're like, "Why are you doing this again?" Yeah. But like, I think that they did that with more of the serious, thought-provoking shows, and let just the sitcoms be the thirty-minute stuff. Right. I think you would. Well, and I remember. Do you, I don't know if you watched The Office back in the day, but the BBC for, one, or no, the not the BBC one, one the, the, the American, American version. One. There was a brief time where they stretched their episodes to an hour long, and it didn't work as well. No. I don't think it worked as well. I mean, it was maybe just a few, but I remember being like, oh, man, this this is going to be great. I love The Office for 30 minutes. This is hilarious. And then when they stretched it out to an hour, you're like, oh, man, they're really just like Yeah, but see, there's something different. See, that is a very sitcom. It is. It is. I don't think it works. Even like when they've done special episodes of cheers back in the day or something where they were longer and drawn out. They got boring. Right. It was like, why are we doing this? Um, no, I would check out just because I would love to hear your take on. Yeah. If it's short like that, that'd be nice. And altered carbon's not holding my interest right now, even though I think I'm about halfway through and I'm, I don't know. Something else I watched those. So Monica's really harping on me really hard about this. I'm because I'm at that age. Apparently she says I'm an old man. I've been watching a lot of docuseries especially on Netflix. Right. Um, <clears throat> so did you ever see the movie Chef? It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, John Favreau. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking so about. So there's, he has a show on Netflix called Chef where he's actually goes around to actual restaurants and right. cooks with people. I think it's fascinating. I love those kind of shows. Um, especially because, so he, he learned how to cook for chef and yeah. then he just fell in love with cooking. So the fact that he's, they're right. going around to different things doing that. So I've watched that a little bit, but there's a, I forgot earth at night or something that's on Netflix now. Right. There's two versions. There's a whole season. that has got like several episodes of basically um, it's, it's a mini series about animals and nature at night and how they live. Mm. But there's a behind the scenes version of them shooting this where it shows the people that are shooting it, which is what I thought was even more enthralling than the, but they have these. So cameras. they're doing a docuseries where they shoot animals and now they're doing they, they a docuseries did, on of people that shoot the, the animals. animals. Right. So, but it was really cool because they have this. And then they'll do a docuseries of right, people that shoot the right. people that shoot the people that shoot the animals. He had a hard time getting the cameraman in frame while he worked and on they his. they shot the docuseries. Right. Um, but there was, I found it was really cool because there's this camera that uses, that uses the moonlight as a light source. Right. 
And so like in normally at night, you can't really video this stuff, but this one camera, like it was showing how it worked and they just kind of faded into how the camera was. And it was like in the middle of the African, you know, wildlands. And there's just a, like four or five cheetahs sitting there, but the moonlight it was clear skies was so bright that the film looked like it was like early morning, mm. but it, I mean, it was so bright and you could see everything. And right. I was so fascinated by this camera that I was like, show me more of this. You're like, I need one yeah. of those. So my Monica's like, can we watch something? Not a documentary. I'm like, I, what? I'm like, leave me alone. I find this stuff yeah. fascinating. As you sit in your rocking chair. <laughs> yeah, we need a rocking chair. Do you remember that time? Pepperidge Farms <laughs> does. Um, let's go ahead and talk about some stuff. Sure. I'm here to talk about stuff. Uh, How about let's you? Go back to the, the Sony thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things you, and I'll let you lead this, the patent for the controller. So Sony came up with a, a patent that they released, and you may have to fill in some of the details because the basic understanding that I have of it is that there is a heart rate sensor located within the grips. Right. And there was maybe something about sweat, which I don't know if is actually true yeah. or not. That's and, a little weird. But maybe me, it's, but... it helps conduction. Maybe it right, helps right. kind of just, you know, pick up the rate and everything. So, you know, wondering about that, I kind of brought the question up to you. How do you think this would be applied to games or how would you want it to be? Well, there's a lot of things I can think of. Um, first of all, I think it's interesting because Sony, there's a lot of leaks about patents for their controller. And it more or less yeah. was like, so when Xbox showed off their their um, Series X. Series X. I, I don't know why I can't get this name right. But the, the base controller looked like an Xbox Elite controller. Yeah. So, and I'm wondering if that's what I mentioned that I thought that's what PlayStation was going to do is have their similar style of like the, with the back pedals. And um, I think that might be another thing they do, especially because the touchpad might be an actual screen now and stuff. I saw something about that. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Like it's cool idea in theory, but why? Um, well, it's the same thing with like, remember when the, with the, PlayStation 4 controller having the speaker in it. I was like, what's the point? But every now and then when you hear something come out of the speaker, oh. it's like, that's kind of cool. So what, I'm going to tell, let me talk about that for a second. So the speaker on the controller is probably one of my favorite yeah. stupid little things on this controller that right. you don't think about. So I play a lot of baseball games. Mm -hmm. The crowd noise comes in through comes that little speaker. It. And that's just kind of cool. The strike calls come in through that little speaker. And it's just one of those like, yeah. That, I love you. that. Yeah, brings you into the game a little bit more. Um, there's um, a ra you play racing games. Mm -hmm. The pit chatter comes out through that. Oh, okay. There's just little. Um, one of the things that really got me was now when I used to play Destiny a lot, I used headphones because the the sound quality on Destiny and the surround sound abilities, especially if you have good headphones, are like creepy as crap. Right. Because there are some dark like horror-esque scenes in the first destiny well i noticed that if you didn't have headphones on you'd get some of those creaks mm -hmm. you're like what oh it's coming from the speaker like right. just for that it's just one of those weird like i would have never i would have thought was that's, that's a pointless kind of one that makes you think like what, where's that oh right right and that's good for especially for a horror game if oh, you're gonna like absolutely just use the speaker a little bit you know what i mean um so one of my big like the the sweat and stuff like that so when you when you brought it up earlier, we talked about the first thing that came to mind was death stranding. Yeah. So like, you 
is there so intense portions of that game when the BTs come out of the ground and start reaching for you and you're like, oh shit, oh shit. And you're already trying to like hold your breath. You, you know, like <clears throat> when you watch a horror movie or when you watch something suspenseful and you inadvertently hold your breath. Yeah. Or you're playing a right, game and you're like, wait. you know, I think that plays a key in it. And I think like if you had that on a controller while you're playing like Death Stranding, the BP, BT, that could play into them sensing you. Yeah. You know, it'd be an extra little like they can feel the heartbeat coming type thing where in the past like there were some shooting games where like you if you were a sniper playing as a sniper and you bring up the scope you have the sway but you'd also feel the heartbeat in the in the, kind of the vibration like from in the, the control right but right. you'd also feel it in your oh, hands gotcha. yeah. and also in baseball games when you're in, like intense situations on um, MLB the show the it'll give you like a heartbeat beat thing okay well what if that actually played Play off of your actual heartbeat i think that'd be a very interesting yeah. little add-on to that huh. and it'd be like the speaker just maybe enough little interesting where you're like you know and if you're like your hands start sweating or something and it's a little hard which would be another another like thing for a sports game uh-huh. if like you're you know you're, you're getting really into an intense game and your hands are sweating a little you and drop the ball you drop the ball or so right you know so yeah. you're like Shh, no you know that you kind have of, to start playing wearing gloves and, and you know and all of those features especially when it's that kind of an intense type thing it would have to have an on and off right you have to be like the speaker doesn't matter but like that kind of thing, like you can turn rumble off almost in any game. Yeah. Um, because, which is funny. I, I've met people that don't like the rumble controls and mm-hmm. controllers and I can't play games without them anymore yeah. because I've tried so many games. I, I can't, especially cannot play a shooter because I go, cause I fire the gun and I'm like, my gun firing. Yeah. Like, what's the a little bit of feedback? What, what's the, I need the feedback from this. Uh-huh. Like it's, it's such a, afterthought now where in the past I was right. like and I remember when Sony first came out with the first DualShock controller and it was like rumble I was like what and the first time I used one I was like oh that's so weird feeling in my hand but then and again now like I said I can't you can't be without it yeah I need yeah. that in my that was one of the cool things I think like um, the Xbox controller did initially which I well I haven't they probably still do it is there was rumble in the triggers Yes. But I haven't seen many games implement that. I think it was a lot of racing games with like the Probably. gas and braking and right, stuff right, like right. that. But that's kind of neat. So do you like that idea of the, yeah. the... I think, I mean, you know, something that's going to add to the controller, as long, as long as it doesn't make it cost them, you know, $100 right. or something like that. Um, and as a feature, like you said, you can turn on or off. You don't have to be playing with it, but could maybe add just a little intensity to the game. Like you said, horror right. games, I think, would be perfect for it. I didn't even think about like the application with like baseball and some of the other things, but that'd be interesting to bring into a game just to add another feature. Right. And well, and if you think about long. it, you can get so many off-brand like heart rate sensors that cost like oh yeah twenty bucks. I can't imagine the technology, especially for Sony, who has their own watches, has their own like. Hey, let's just find a way to incorporate it into the handle. It shouldn't be that right. much. Um, and as long as it doesn't kill battery life, that'd be the other. Big well, see, thing. and then that's the. Uh, and you know, I I harp on Microsoft has still having replaceable batteries mm-hmm. and stuff, but at the same time, the, yeah, the PlayStation controller 
Oh, it dies quick. It, it can die quick, especially if you're sitting there gaming a lot. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, I have multiple gamers. We have, well, obviously, there's multiple gamers in my house. So, upstairs, we have you three, we, yeah, we have three PlayStation controllers right. upstairs at all times. Two of them always sit on a charger. So, if I see my batteries getting low, I can yeah, swap it out. You're good to go. But, um, and, and, and really, they make, that's the other thing. Charging cables are so cheap. You get a super long charging cable. So, there's really like, oh, hey, my thing's dying. All I got to do is plug it in. Yeah, but then you're wired. So For lame. like 30 to 40 minutes, oh, and then you unplug terrible. it. terrible. Who would want to do that? It's crazy. Who, you know, let's back up. You don't need to be playing video games for seven hours straight. <laughs> wow, true. Um, Brandon. Yeah, so if, I mean, if they do that and pull that off, yeah, I know I do that too much. My detox from life. Um, if they pull that off, I think that'd be a really cool thing. Speaking of Death Stranding, they, uh, yesterday they announced the PC release, which they've always, they never said it was a PlayStation exclusive. They've only ever used the phrase launch exclusive. Shut up, Sam. Um, there's a whole bunch of pre-orders you get, like just cosmetic stuff. There is some, which I haven't played full. Have you ever played Afterlife or not Afterlife? Half-Life? Uh, the original? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand the reference, and I think I've only literally played the first Half-Life, not two. There's a pre-order where if you pre-order Death Stranding for PC, it comes with a crab helmet. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is that just a... It's just, I mean, one of the creatures in Half-Life. Now, granted, I'm not like an aficionado or anything like that, but is it attaches to your head. Okay. Like takes over your body. Okay. Basically. So the, the, they kept showing this picture of Norman Reddus' character with this crab on his head, and I was yeah. like, "The hell is that?" And people were like, "Oh, it's a Half Life." Well, and they said, yeah. "What's the name of the new game?" Half Life Alex. Alex. They mm -hmm. said it's a it's a cross thing mm -hmm. with that. So, gotcha. Um, which that comes out soon. So we talked about that. You said it have that's a VR game. Is that something that you would want to play? You know, out of anything VR, that would be it. From what I, I've heard, it's one of, you know, it's a 16 hour experience. And I just. Wow, really? Yeah, it's a long experience. And I just watched a there was a little 10 minute clip of somebody playing through it. And it was very interesting because initially when it started, um, they had it to where you like teleported to where you wanted right. to go next, which I thought was, I'm like, man, that's kind of lame. Like, if I'm playing this game, I want to be able to like walk around and see, especially if it's supposed to be that type of experience. Um, and it's that long, which I know some people get motion sick, so I understand why they have the teleporting, but I would be, I would prefer it that way. So then I'm watching it as it goes along. Well, throughout the game, I think they're just trying to show you a lot of different things really quickly. And about halfway through, they go into the settings and change some things. And then she starts walking and I was like, Oh, I was okay. like, so you do have the ability yeah. to walk. This is just another option in there to teleport right. around. But I would love to play it. I actually was talking to Brent about this. Um, with the Oculus Quest being wireless and right. everything else moving forward, I'm like, man, that's almost enough to make me just be like, I'd like to see it. Well, you know, that's what's cool about that is like, that's if VR is going to be a thing. They need companies that are going to invest the the resources to make a 16 hour VR game. Absolutely. You know, I'll, and this is kind of an off topic, but like. Hello Games has done an amazing job taking No Man's Sky from something that when it came out got 
nobody wanted it. This is not what we wanted. Everybody got up in arms. Having said that, when I got that game, I played the shit out of it when it first came yeah. out. Because um, it was what I wanted. It, it might not have been what a lot of people expected, but it was what I expected. Right. And I had a lot of fun just... It was that was a detox game where I didn't have to talk to anybody, have to do anything. I was just traveling for different worlds, Explore worlds and exploring yeah. worlds. Um, they Damn have down. they have taken the last two years and revamped that entire game to where like people are actively like, oh, dude, I gotta pick up No Man's Sky. Right. Um, the uh, they added VR to one of their their oh, newest yeah. updates and. They apparently they were. I was watching an interview with Sean Murphy, the head of Hello Games, and he was like, "Well, you know, it was kind of one of those couple guys were like, we would like to try to incorporate VR, and they started getting into it with all their other stuff, and they realized." He said he was like, there are so many control schemes in No Man's Sky from the different type of weapons and the, the terrain modifiers to the different, all the different types of vehicles. And so they started like going at it and they're like, man, we're going to have to change a lot of control schemes. And they said, and then they was like, well, let's do a couple, see how it is. And they did a couple and then they started playing the game in VR and they're like, this is a completely different experience of this right. game so they said screw it and they rebuilt it rebuilt all Dang. the controls from the ground up just so that they could also work with vr wow. and he said he was like it was one of those things that people started playing in vr and they were just like this is the experience and like one of the things they talked about was flying when you're flying your spaceship they wanted you to have that feel of you actually have a cockpit right stick in your hand that you're controlling and it was like it was you just it changed their whole train of thought of how to handle VR. That's pretty cool. So that's another game where I think that if VR really wants to become a thing, they need a company like Hello Games yeah. to devote that kind of resources and well, me, uh, obviously a Half-Life. Everybody's been yeah. jonesing for Half-Life. For Let me uh, toss this idea out there. So, you know, PlayStation 5, they're the only console with VR so far. Right. Now, so far. So far. I now, still think Microsoft's going to – they're not making it a priority but I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, by the way, we've made this compatible right. with Oculus, think about, HTV Vive. Or think HTV about Vive. this, though. So PS5 is coming out. PSVR may be part of the idea of like the longevity of right. PS5 and incorporating into it. What if PS5, they were able to remove all the wires? Dude, that would that would be amazing. Because yeah. that's if they came out and said... Because they're already dedicated already, control stick, right? Well, see, they've yeah. already they've already started. Um, they have like the the Vive's hands thing. Mm -hmm. They've already patented those, and there's a lot of rumors saying they're going to revamp the entire VR thing for PS5. Right, and if they can do that, that makes me immediately want to yeah. get one. And then Arkham Asylum, you are Batman. <laughs> you are Batman. <laughs> I will say one of the things I noticed when watching, which I haven't watched anything on Alex, but. Um, the when they were showing the clips from or when I was watching the VR stuff from No Man's Sky, I hate the 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 bodiless hands. Yeah. In all VR things. Right. But what was interesting was I kinda liked the way they did it in I think it was smart. The No Man's Sky because they they actually look capped off. They don't look like they're just Oh, gotcha. I floating hand. I mean they are a floating hand, but it like it looks like it's got a bracelet that like gotcha. just that's the what uh, visual Half -Life Alex is doing something similar. Is it okay? Yeah, something similar cool. to that. Let me ask you. So, have you not played Half Life Two? Or I have not or? played Half Life Two. The Ooh. both Portal games, and I think half of Half Life One. That's my experience. Of the so Half -Life I'm universe. probably about the same with Half Life One. I played through all of Half Life Two, which is an amazing journey 
game. Like you go from one place, you start at one place and you end up in a totally different right. place throughout your travels. But then episode one and episode two, ooh, buddy. Yeah. You need to. Okay. Actually, I've got the orange box. I'll let you borrow it because it's got Half-Life 2, episode one, episode two. Yeah, see, I never bought the orange box. I had, um, I literally just bought Portal well, and Portal 2. You can borrow it. You can play through those games. So they are long games. So they work on the Xbox then? I think they're backwards, backwards compatible. compatible. I believe so. Um, real quick, something I wanted to talk to you about off, but we're on, so we're going to do this. Yeah. And I know your love for um, uh, Rock Band. Right. Do you see the producers of uh, Guitar Hero Harmonics, Harmon- yeah. Harmonics, Harmonics are making a new game? Uh-uh. It looks like it's kind of a cross between a DJ. The, do you remember they, they mm-hmm. tried to do that DJ one? DJ Hero? Yeah, I think it's a new version of that, but it's called Fuse or Fusion or something like that. Mm. Look it up later. I'm curious to see what okay. you think of that. So, um, GDC got postponed <laughs> because of... COVID-19. COVID-19, the yeah. coronavirus, the Bud Light. Yeah, this, yeah. Um, coronavirus paid them lots of money to name it something else very quickly. <laughs> $15 million. They were like, we will give They're you like, we'll $15 take it. Million. Yeah, the CDC will take that money. We'll oh. Just, we'll just change it to a different strain name. Yeah. So, um, so you know, because I joked. I was like, well, you know, PlayStation pulled out of... GDC, right? Facebook pulled out of GDC. Then what Microsoft was pulled out. Well, then, my, then, 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 like, wasn't it also like? Well, I think before Microsoft was an Activision, yeah, or somebody like that. And then it was like, then they just went, were canceled. Yeah. But then they were like, we're postponing. Which, so those that don't know, it's the Games Developer Conference, and it is located in Germany. Is that where it's I at? think it was in New York this year. Was it no? Or is it always in Germany? I think it's a, it might, overseas. I, I, I think it's okay. Then you're right. It might always be in Germany. Yeah, I think it's overseas, but it's one of the larger conferences that has been held. Yes. So, to be an honest, I think this is very responsible of them postponing it because with the scare and I think inevitable spread of COVID nineteen, um, packing hundreds of thousands of people that already have questionable hygiene into a small or to a large area that they are then close to each other. I mean, it could spread like wildfire. Oh, easily. Um, so I guess here's my question for you on that. Yes. Do you think, and you know, I joked that, you know, your whole PlayStation is not releasing this year, right. but I mean, seriously, do you think that this is going to eventually have an impact on the new systems? hundred percent. I think it's going to have an impact on not just new hardware coming out like the systems, but I think it's going to have a, a, a bigger impact on our economy and as a whole, in all honesty. I think the transportation of um, goods and services is going to be affected by this overall. Uh, but ultimately, those type of cons- consoles that have parts from China and other places that are being manufactured there, I think it's going to slow down their processes. And I think that the consoles, when they release... Are gonna, are gonna be limited supplies. I don't think we're gonna have the, oh, you know, like I feel like the PS5 and the Xbox One, I feel like you could find those anywhere. I right. feel like it was no problem. I think this is gonna be closer um, akin to Nintendo's release of consoles where it's like you kinda get have to get lucky or it has to be a few right. months after to the, find one. You'll get it, but they're gonna release it in small batches. Correct. The PS4, or the, yeah, the PS4 was kinda like that. They were kinda like, you know, we're gonna give you everything we have and, and nobody saw the demand the ps4 was gonna get when it came out right and then, and then they're like okay 
we're doing this in chunks. Bear with us. Here's yeah, this. Here's the but extra. like straight off the bat, they'll be like, "Hey, pre-order." <laughs> yeah. And this is this is this is where you get the people that are like, "If you want this stuff, this is why you pre-order." Oh, 100%. Uh, so like pre-order your system. Like I, that'd be my biggest suggestion is. Yeah, I remember back in the Xbox 360 days that like I had friends that bought like a couple and literally sold them for I think thousands of dollars, oh, yeah. like twelve hundred dollars when they first came out because they were in such limited supply. It, it is crossed my mind to buy two, buy two of both. To be honest, yeah. and because you could almost flip it immediately, I yeah. feel like. Well, um, I, mean, I mean, I almost guarantee you could find somebody even. Say it does have plenty of supply. I mean, you can find somebody that would buy it for face value. Right. Well, see, when the PS4 came out, I did that, actually. Right. I bought two extra PS4s because nobody could find them anywhere, and I sold them. It was only for, like, a $50 profit. Still? But I was, like... 50 bucks you didn't have? Right. So, I'm... I... I'm hoping that that's all it is, what you're saying. Um, So, like, I have a friend... I have two friends that live in the Northeast, or Northwest... Um, one of them is, a, he has, he's, he's had leukemia twice, gone through the whole thing, mm-hmm. but obviously his immune system is, and yesterday he had to go to the doctor and he was freaking out because he had a lot of the same symptoms. And he basically walked in and said, here's my health history. Here's what I'm worried is going on with yeah. me. And they like got him in, checked him, cleared him. And sent him on his way. Good. But there have been other reports oh. I was reading today of there was a guy that has um, uh, like a physical therapy business. Right. And he also has a weakened immune system from other things in his health history. And he's having a lot of these symptoms. And they can't, nobody, he's having a hard time finding mm-hmm. help. And I think, again, yeah. that, that goes into some, I don't want to go political, but. The health industry in this country, in terms of getting people health care and yeah. health insurance and stuff, like that's where you're going to see a lot of issues with people that don't have the means and ability to go to a doctor. Oh, absolutely. And um, it's just, it's one of those. Well, and it's at, scary. At this point, too. At that point. I think, you know, the individual who's running the ship is one of those. I saw that. <laughs> um, you know, we need to be hyper aware and acute and kind of dealing with this situation head on. And I don't know that we have the, um, not the infrastructure, but the leadership at this point right. to help drive us to hopefully keep this from becoming a pandemic. But so, and I mean pandemic and the, not the like scared, everybody's dying, but the, like that it's going to spread probably right. globally right. at this point. Wash your hands, people. Yeah. Wash your hands. <laughs> be, you know, we, um, hyper aware my boss, the biggest penny pincher in the world, not the biggest, but he's pretty damn big, got so tired of putting it, paying for paper towels that he got those air blowing yeah. things. You know, I just are, watched the Mythbusters on that. Those are worse than paper towels. Yeah. Are yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I, yeah. that's everything I've ever seen is that those are worse than yeah. paper towels. And now granted, this was Mythbusters. This was not a closed scientific experiment. Well, no, but, but. they've. I've seen pictures of people taking the where they take the the pictures like black light type oh, things yeah. and they're just kind of riddled right yeah. which is like really funny at work i went to go pop a couple <laughs> <laughs> oh if that showed one up on my the, thing yeah, yeah one of my children's upstairs is, hawking a loogie yeah, or something hacking up um where the the air bubble bubble wrap yeah where i, I jokingly was like oh i'm gonna pop this and my guy was like hey hey i'm pretty sure that came from china and i was like 
Well, I'm just going to set that down. Yeah. You know, it's those little things. Like Ass. Today, yeah. I used the restroom at work, and then I washed my hands and was like, I was in a hurry. Right. I knew I had a phone call, and I didn't want to just let my hands air dry, which yeah. is what I normally do. And I was like doing this, and I started using that air thing, and I was like, yeah, there's too much shit going on right now. I'm really not comfortable right. doing this. There's a <laughs> Simpsons episode where they joke about China having a, some type of like weird disease. Of course And they is. cough in a box and the Simpsons, of course, buy it, you know, and then they open it and get sick with whatever. I have to look that one up. That's kind of funny. There's, of course, there's there a Simpson episode yeah. for everything. Now, granted, when you've had as many episodes as the Simpsons have and it's been on that long. Oh, for sure. There's going to be a Simpsons episode for everything. Um couple quick things uh final fantasy 7 remake the beta released i don't know if it was just on ps4 or if it's on is that open for everybody uh, yeah it's to oh, go gotcha. to the store um you download it i have not yet a buddy of mine last night though texted us at like oh, oh jeff who was on the show yeah it was like 11 what up, jeff? 11 o'clock last night it was like, oh, Jeff got it. He's excited. Oh, yeah. He's the one that said that he was going to be wearing the T-shirt yeah, he's and everything. <laughs> Is he the one that also has the 280... 280- Funko, Funko Pops. Pops. Yes. Is that right? Yes. That's a lot of Funko it's Pops. Where does he Funko. keep them? Uh, so his wife used to make him you take them to work. And I need to get Jeff so that I can show you to send me a picture of... He sent me pictures of his desk before. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. I have what looks like a lot of Funko Pops. But it doesn't take a lot to take up a lot of space. Right. I would probably say I think I have 50 or less. Wasn't there a time that they talked about Funko Pop that like was industry was dying? Like they were going bankrupt? Oh, yeah. They thought was they were going to. Well, they, they said that it wasn't going to. It was starting to slow down. It's done nothing but pick up. Hmm. Like they, okay. you know, I just think there's there's too many properties that they haven't even gotten the rights to yet. Gotcha. And on top of that, there's too many things that are being revitalized from like our youth. For sure. That. Then you hit the nostalgia, nostalgia factor. factor. Like, you're like, you know, me who's never bought one, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll buy that Blade one. Right. Maybe I'll get that. Well, see, that's the thing. So if they come out with a Blade Funko Pop, right. and you see, you're going to be like, hmm. Um, they come out with a Ryan Reynolds character face to face with Deadpool. Then Emily will get that one. Well, will she? She loves Ryan Reynolds. Well, my and wife, Paul Rudd. My wife loves Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Where did Paul Rudd come from? <laughs> she just loves Paul Rudd. Casey born native, you know? No, oh, yeah. I love Paul Rudd. She's too. like, uh oh. And I I'm have... in trouble because it's possible that she might meet him. So What? He's on, you know, she's, well, like just in a happenstance. Cause oh, because she's where Kansas she's City. working now. But and... he's on her list. So I'm in trouble. Oh, oh, That's that list. That mm. list. I know. I don't. I don't know who's on my wife's list. I know the people that are on my list are never going to happen, so I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Also, and this is just a real quick thing. I know you don't care about this. So Call of Duty has these um, unlockable watches things. So, like, say you're playing a multiplayer match. you can, If you have specific watches, you can look to see immediately what your KD is. <laughs> You know what I mean? Of course. Without bringing up the thing. Right, right. Uh, There's ones that'll show you if like you're, if you're like, I think trying to get a goal of X amount of headshots, it'll show you how many headshots you have in the match. It's just these weird watches. They're releasing a Tamagotchi one where it's going to, you remember the Tamagotchi little egg things? They're they're releasing, they announced it today, a little watch that'll be in the game that'll have a little creature that you take care of while you're playing the game. Didn't they do something where you feed it? They fed a Tamagotchi by your kills or something? Oh, is that? I don't know. I don't know. I could have swore a while back I heard like a, a, a promo 
or a promotion. <laughs> that, be, that was something that, that you, would be you great. I literally, I literally saw it like barely today, and I was like, "Are you serious? Like that's ridiculous." That is ridiculous. Uh, um, but at the same time, there's nothing. But hey, people. you know what? People that love Call of Duty and they lo- would love something like that. Good on nostalgia them. factor. Like there are like there's a wide range of age of people that play Call of Duty. Oh yeah. Me, Brent, like do you have two of the older ones there? My son doesn't, but I know kids right. he, that he's friends with that play it. So. I mean, I'm not discrediting that, you know, Call of Duty is not a huge franchise. It's ginormous. No, I... And that there are super dedicated fans. It just is silly to me that you need to watch so badly to be like, oh, all right. Well, it's an so in-game fun. watch. Oh, not a real watch. I just saw you look at your wrist. No, it's a watch that your character wears in the game. Oh, okay. So like you're going like this and aiming down sights, you can see the watch on your character wrist, and then you can pull up your wrist and look at it. Uh, not a real I mean, watch. I thought you were talking about a real no, 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 watch, no, no, no. and I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to connect that. No, but... no, no, no. This is a watch that your character wears. It was like now, now you don't. Now you kind of want to watch you wear, right? Don't you? Kind of. Like, <laughs> that would cool, be right? that'd be you know that'd be a good app for a smart smart watch. Like that's true. Just open it. Up. All right, Activision, yeah. you owe me millions of dollars for thinking of that just Booyah. now. Um, speaking of paying for it and Activision loot boxes, um, Destiny Two is getting rid of loot boxes. So Destiny Bungie, in my opinion, is doing something that like a lot like what I was talking about with Hello Games. Yeah. Ever. So when they first released Destiny 2, there was a lot people like you can add loot boxes they're like no, we're not doing this. Like before it was released, we're not doing this. The people that work at Bungie were like we're not doing this. Then there was some Activision rep that came out and said this is our things are not yeah, finalized as to how this game is going to be released. Right. We'll release it as we can. And the Activision is basically the king of loot boxes. So eventually they released loot boxes which none of them are buffs right which and i've always said i'm like people are stupid enough to spend money on hey i have a weird emoji face i can do in my game let them like you know what i mean you're not getting any physical advantage to purchasing a new skin or a new outfit or something it's ridiculous though because there are so many people that want to do it and I've just kind of been like, so I'm like, I don't really care, but at the same time, it's a little, like the amount of games that have loot boxes that are purchasable. Like, I mean, it's a little crazy. At this it, point. it really is. Yeah. And so ever since Bungie broke up with Activision, they've gone out of their way to make the game way more accessible. It's free to play. Destiny 2 is free to play now. True. Um, I've played some of it. You've played some of it. Um, finally, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, they've so, and what's even cooler about that, and this is what I told you, if you were going to play it, you need to do uh, the intro to it because right. the first ten minutes of the I don't remember the special name they have for it right now, but is a recap of Destiny One. Oh, okay. There we go. Does that make more sense? Yeah, to you? it makes a lot of sense because I just didn't under. I was. Not that I was disappointed, but I was like, this right. is just Destiny so 1. So they basically, yeah, they, it was a recap of Destiny 1. <clears throat> so new players now can play Destiny 2, okay. get a crux of Destiny 1 if they never played it. And they have the first two expansions at their disposal. Gotcha. And, and well, I did they, nothing for that except hit install. Right. 
Right, exactly. And the, those are good expansions. As someone who's played both expansions, mm-hmm. they're really good expansions. Um, I just feel like, and that was a smart move for them. They Because I think, I really think Activision was controlling Bungie's direction too much. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of Destiny 1's life cycle, you could see it. Me and Jeff and Steve used to talk about it. You could tell Bungie had a goal and it got altered. And you could tell that the way it went through was not necessarily developer, but more publisher. Gotcha. And Destiny 2 came out really strong, had a great start, but then like the end game wasn't working and they were like nitpicking and selling things really weird. A lot of heavy on the loot box stuff. And I think they were just, I think Bungie was just like, hey, let us buy our property from you. You know, you're not going the route we want. Everybody's had their pockets lined to the fullest of extents at this point. Just let it go. Just let me, let us own it. And I think they have done an amazing job at turning it around and keeping more content. Because that's the other thing is I think they would like to eventually get to a point where they release Destiny 3. Yeah. But Destiny. Is that where you think they're headed next? I think. In the like long down, yes. down the road. I think they will release another Destiny. But having said that, I think it's going to be a year or two into the next consoles. I mean, that would make sense. I think that'd be. Because as long as they. Iron out the bugs. Right. If they can keep the. Keep updating it like they are because they are they're random. They're, they've they've incorporated seasons now, yeah. and I think they might be incorporating a battle pass or something. I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention. I know, I know. Um, but they they've done they started doing seasons. Yeah. So you keep track of stuff. They have enough in game activities. So like they have an event they do every Halloween. They have an event they do every Valentine's Day. They have I an like event. the seasonal events. Right. You know those are those are cool things. So like during during Valentine's Day, there's a lot of flower petals and it's they have a name for it uh during winter there's snow yeah you know um it's and and during well no there's there's a little snow but during winter that you get gift boxes while you're playing so it's it's the season of giving or whatever so are they trying to make it like an mmo well it's always kind of been an mmo right just on a smaller scale right because you can literally play destiny by its without having to talk to anybody you can you right. can play it without having to talk to anybody if you want to do a raid you're going to need to talk to people right and you're going to need to formulate and converse strikes you can do strikes without talking to people but you have to do them with people right and the game will automatically drop you in and it's fairly quick it'll drop you in with other people but you don't have to okay or you don't have to um converse it's just if anything you could just treat them like ai yeah which is easily something I've done a lot. Do the characters feel different enough? When I was selecting, there was only three classes, and I don't yes. know how the classes scale out. And the, are there a lot of branching trees? There are. Skills? So each character, this, this is fun. It'll get you into Destiny. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so there's you have Warlock, which mm-hmm. magic. Right. You have a Hunter, which is... So the, the Warlock, really any kind of gun you want to use if you want to use gun. Right. Most of their stuff's around magic. Um, and you get to pick between different types of um, electric electricity, void, and firepower, basically. Right. That applies to all three classes. Okay. So it's just a matter, but they all have their own different versions of it. And you can pick different skills that they do that do them separately. So like electricity, you can shoot a bolt or you can do constant. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they all have different more powerful variations. versus like a streaming right like one, that type of thing. one big shot versus right. as a as a warlock. I love the void bomb as your special move because it's just one huge bomb. But you can also how it impacts. You can change how it impacts. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Um, I picked the big boy. The big you picked a titan. Yeah. Okay, so titan is really. Kool-Aid man-esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has a lot of those features. Shotgun's my go-to. But they have a lot of defense. Yeah. So it's like, it, once you, so you do, so the first 10 minutes you did was the intro to PlayStation, or to PlayStation, to Destiny 1. Right. If you do the first mission of Destiny 2, there's a really cool part where there, so then there's three heads to each one of the classes. Uh, Zavala is the head of the Titans. There's a cool scene in the intro to the actual Destiny 2 missions where you get up and you're in a bubble with him and you're like shooting the um, this one enemy, but then they start barraging you with missiles and he puts up his bubble, yeah. which is obviously a hundred times more powerful than any bubble right. any other Titan can use. But it was kind of a cool little, you get to fight with one of the heads gotcha. type thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Titans are defense and kind of big guys that just, ground and pound type stuff um oh, game, baby. hunters are more stealth you know handgun usage is a lot for stealthers um stealthers for hunters and um uh knifing that's their two biggest the two big specials that everybody likes with hunters are there's a uh, the golden gun which basically is a one-shot kill right and then there's um you turn stealth and you go knife people one knife okay and then it just it works its way down Okay. Uh, and then, and then the warlocks are using different magic to yeah. do. Um, wow, I didn't mean to turn this into a, the Des- this is Destiny cast. If I know I'm naming it when I post it, um, <laughs> but anyways, Bungie, and in, in, in my opinion, so having played Halo, yeah, and being a huge Halo fan, yeah, does the gunplay give you that same immediate sense of you're kind of playing a Halo where you're? I mean, it's it, the. I think aim down the sights is you know different from the initial halos right off the bat, right? Because not every gun did that. You had a few that, and even in the first one, it was just really the uh, sniper rifle, and then it went to like the battle rifle in Halo Two. Um, but it felt good. Uh, I always thought the recharging grenade was kind of a weird thing. I'm not really a big fan of. I liked that I could just pick them up in right. Halo and then just toss them. But grenade, when you were out of grenades, you're out of grenades, run one way or another. Right. So if there's maybe a perk that make some recharge faster. So there are different attachments you can get for guns and right. for your armor that makes different things recharge faster. So okay. you also have a powered punch. Yeah. Um, you can make that charge faster. <gasps> there are ones where if you use your melee, it recharges your grenade faster. Yeah. There are ones where if you use your grenade, it recharges your melee faster. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just kind of those things. I always thought that was like a little weird way to use, to have grenades be available right. in the thing where I'm like, oh, it recharges. Yeah, a lot of games do that now, though. They'll like put a timer on. Name one other. um, Exactly. Division two. Huh? Division and division two. Name four others. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But there's certain aspects of games where they put cooldowns because yeah, yeah. I just I just give me a hard time. There's a lot of games with cooldowns. Um, Just not Halo. Just not Halo. Which I'm not even that huge of Halo fan. I really do enjoy it. Right. And I think Halo Five took the uh, movement to the next level it needed to go to. Me and Brent were actually just talking about that. The game, the story itself was kind of disappointing, but what they updated was was very sorely so needed. You kind of just answered the question I was getting ready to ask you, or at least hinted at the question I was going to ask you with what you just said. Um, 
did you enjoy the gameplay of Halo mm-hmm. or the experiences with your friends? Well, I played all the Halos by myself. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I, at least the stories right off the bat. But then it was Halo 2 that really got into the Xbox Live and playing online. And then that was more of a social thing. But the, as far as the stories went, that was all like... I enjoyed the stories enough that I wanted to play through all of them by myself. I didn't gotcha. play through them with another person until I'd already beaten them. And then I went back through them and it was like, it was Halo 1 that sold me on it because I was like, oh man, a first person shooter with a story that's actually kind of intriguing. Okay, I'm sold. Right. And then it just kind of developed after that. Um, you just reminded me, Halo is now on PC. The very first Halo, like Singular by itself, is available on PC. Interesting. I saw that today, and I thought that was odd because I didn't realize it wasn't. But they were said they were like, yeah, Halo is now on PC. Ironing it out, make sure it works okay. Right, because Lord knows that the uh, Master Chief Collection is plenty of issues trying to play. (laughs) Um, Ori comes out next week. You excited for that? Very much. I think uh, seeing the style of the first Ori. And just the movement and everything that controlled very well. Uh, the second one just looks to improve on a lot of that and add some new features. Plus you get a sword. Plus you get a sword. Uh, yeah, a flame sword or something. And it looks like some more boss fights. And Yeah, so I watched a review. I don't know if it was IGN or somebody else. They were like, it's a little weird having actual boss fights. Right. Like legit, like, oh my God, this is a boss fight. But they said all the time... The complaint that the reviewer had was that it does make it feel formulaic at points, though. And I'm like... And I mean, I'll have to see whenever I play it, but it's one of those things that... I've always thought boss fights kind of are a fun way to kind of like hit like a a peak in a game and be like, oh, sweet, I overcame this big thing. Plus, it changes the everything else you were doing up to that point. Right. Because I've always like been... You get a mundane with the normal fights and everything else, and then you're just like... Okay, 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 this is different. What's yeah. going on here? Now we got to figure out the pattern. Now we got to take this thing down. That's so. just a part of gaming. I don't, I, yeah, you want, you, you sometimes you want newer things. And as long as the controls and the um, gameplay of like kind of moving around the environment and figuring out puzzles uh, is still intact, hey man, I'm all good. Yeah. Be great. Um, I want to just run through the BAFTA Game Awards nominations got announced the with Bathtub. Bathtub Game Awards. Oh, yeah. Um, with uh, Death Stranding and what was the other one I said? Control. Yeah. 11 what nominations does each. What does Bathtub stand for? Uh, the British. Hold on. I just. Awards I just, for the action show? <laughs> something like that. It's the British artist. Oh, man, I just had it. literally had it open. Timeless Feature Award. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Figured it out. But tacos the, for Americans. Award. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> um, we're not going to do a whole recap and everything. I just wanted to go over this best game, which I told you I thought was odd. Death Stranding wasn't in this. Um, Control, Disco Elysium, um, Luigi's Mansion Three, oh, wow. Outer Worlds, Sekiro, and Wow, Untitled Goose Game. Jeez, what an interesting. Wouldn't it be amazing collection. if Untitled Goose Game won that? Oh, it's going to. You think so? 100%. I think it'll be Sekiro. Um, performer. So actresses. The British uh, love ducks. Laura, oh, they goose. do. They really do. Uh, Laura Bailey, Gears 5. Um, Courtney Hope, Control. Somebody from Telling Lies. Somebody from Life is Strange. Somebody from Call of Duty. And Norman Reedus. I guess the question is, are they going to cancel this? Who knows? So that's, that's really interesting to me because 
they do have they have these award shows, cons by themselves. So Emerald City Comic Con is right. a huge comic book convention. They're already getting people canceling. Where's it at? Seattle. Oh, okay. It's like a huge. Yeah, one. that's where the first person died in America. Yeah. There's what sixteen deaths now. In America? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Austin was freaking out because somebody at school said there were sixteen deaths. Hmm. Um, but so like that's also which by the way, so you're not going to get to play poker this no. month next month. That same weekend is the uh, Planet Comic Con. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So we weren't sure if we were going to go anyways because they upped the prices again. Gotcha. And but at the same time, I've been a little hesitant. Like even though there are actually legit people mm. I want to see this year, I've been like, it's a good point. I don't want to be because it gets crowded in there. Yeah. I mean, it's still like it's not like San Diego or C two E two type thing, but it's still it's like. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be around that. Let many this people. pass a little bit. How do you think that's going to eventually play out with E three and with um? I think like Co- San Diego Comic Con. You know, I think is the question is going to be if we start seeing kind of more inward direction, you know, infections and those affected. It's just like I said, I think it could affect a lot more of the world economy right. than we realize what's going to happen. So we'll see. I'm not going through all these. There's a lot of games. Yeah, Look them up. The that. BAFTA Awards. I was just curious. Look about up the BAFTA Awards. The BAFTA Awards. So you think? Do you really think under Untitled Goose Games can win the game? Uh, that or. Um, Oh, dang, I was trying to think of some bathtub game. I couldn't do it. I know we talked about The Sims and Fortnite, I think, has a bathtub in it. Fortnite? Yeah. Fortnite does have a bathtub. Like, yeah, whenever you're in the bathrooms, there's a bathtub there. I guess anytime you're in a house, there's probably a bathtub. Yeah, probably. I think I think it's is there a game in a bathtub where you ride in it? Who knows? There, there should, should be. be. Yeah. There's a game I want Untitled you Untitled bathtub game. Before I forget, <laughs> um, so I've been looking at Game Pass. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, uh, they just announced there's three games that are going to be leaving really soon. Ooh, I'm going um, to see what those are. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head, but look them up if there's any games that you're wanting to hold on to. Um, so I downloaded a couple games for the Game Pass. I'm going to stall a little bit while I did this because there's one that I wanted you to look up. It's your uh, a, a girl and your dog. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's a, it's not a, it may sound like there was no, it may sound like there was no combat. I like that. It's just a roaming, um, hmm. a fire in the light or fire in the ocean or. Well, you can't walk your dog around in the ocean. You got to swim with them. No, I know. Is it an underwater dog? No. Does he have a helmet? No, but the game starts Does with the dog snow? pulling on a whole bunch of, um, uh, bones. Man, if only it had the music from House House. Dun, 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 dun. I just searched fire and I didn't find it. Well, that's disappointing. You led that up to nothing. I know. Sorry, fans. Brandon has let you down once again. It should show me all the games I've downloaded. <laughs> Leaving soon. Deus Ex. Okay, I'm okay with that. Um, do you like No, I'm fine Ex? with it. I just don't want to don't have any interest um, in playing it myself. Sh- I can never pronounce it. Shimunu? Shinmu? Shinmu. Shin, okay, Shinmu is leaving. No problem there. Um, tumbleweed. I don't even know what that is. Thimbleweed, I'm sorry. And Thimbleweed Park? Light Spear. Gosh, I don't even know what like half those are. Well, then don't get mad at me for anything, really. <laughs> I did download um, Mudrunner. 
Is that the one where you're riding the bike down the mountain? No, that's but um Justin Justin's been playing that time. and I was I tried playing it and I'm like I ain't got the patience Here's for this. The thing, you will never beat Justin in video games. I, I wasn't trying to beat him. I just wanted you to play something in there. Unless you rise from the ashes. All right, Justin. Game seven. Justin, I'm throwing this out there right now. You ready to play some Madden? The Flame Ooh. and the Flood. The Flame and the Flood. Look that game up. Okay, I will. Man, throwing out the gauntlet. I'd like to see you. I'd, actually, I would like to be around when you guys play Madden. Madden. Let's see how you do. Well, whoever drives his ass up here. <laughs> so, all right, sir. Um, next week, we've talked about finally doing our in a timely manner. A we timely decided to manner. talk about best picture <laughs> from a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> but we've finally actually seen quite a few of the movies. Yes, well, I, I, I will try and get them in as much as possible over the next week Please because do. I have all of them. Um. I've acquired all of them, so I will watch them and let you know. Sorry, um, sounds good. Until next time, sir. Yes. God, what was that sign-off from that one show? Keep it classy. No. Good day. And Oh, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. What is that from? Got to figure it out, chump. We're out!